0: hey everyone i know it's been a while it's been some time over a month and um there were some reasons but the good thing is that i'm back for episode 12. um this is gonna be the last one for 2022 um i think the first season 12 episodes um, I did miss about a month, but I feel that it worked out that it was supposed the way that it was supposed to. So, I'm here for episode twelve and this is called Knowing Better. Um, if you have been following me, I appreciate you. Um, I think for episode eleven, which I actually recorded I feel like the last week of October. Um I was actually talking about being excited that we have reached 100 plays over um, 10 episodes at that time. We have reached reach 100 plays. Um, I was really excited about it and I still am very excited about it that um, we were able to reach that goal and that, you know, hopefully somebody's um, situation or um, circumstance was changed or able to adjust based on what I was able to share with you. Um, but as I said before, and if you uh follow me on Instagram at the Caring Effect, um, you'll see that my stories had some um, particular questions in it, and um, I also detailed on one of my posts of kind of what um this episode is about. So it is called Knowing Better. Um, I had been in my a. Um, because the things that I wanted to talk about at the time I was not, um, able to, and honestly, I'm not sure if I was fully ready, but I know that now as circumstances have changed, I am. Um, so right now I want ears, I want direction, I want help. Um, my goal with starting this podcast was to, um, encourage, to share my story, to be, um, helpful and give insight for those that are in the situation that um, I found myself in of being a caregiver to um, an Alzheimer's parent. Um But at this time, I'm the one that needs the help and hope that you can learn from me and that I also can find somebody that is the right person that is listening to this and that can help me. So what I do want is that um, I can speak on now is that the facility that my father was in, uh, they failed him. Um, They failed him. Um, and I want to see who I am able to reach. Um, I know that there probably is a more logical way to possibly research and look up, but in 2022, I know that people have reached out in different ways. Um, the power of social media, the power of a podcast, the power of um, just being able to access people um, outside of your usual network, and your usual circle, and be able to tap into resources that you don't know are readily available to you or that, um, you know, the person that may be able to help may not even be in Maryland. But at this point, um, I don't care where they are if they're able to help. Um, I want them to uh, pay and not even necessarily monetarily, like I'm not just in it for that. I want them to pay as give me answers, give me reasoning that I want to see, um, them say that they lied. Um, I don't want this to happen to another family. Um, I want the facility shut down. There are a lot of things that I want to see happen. And I feel, um, can, um, I wasn't able to speak about it at the time because someone else had, um, attempted to, uh, take on this case and, They failed my dad and us as well by dropping the ball. Um, So I'm looking for someone who is serious about their job and that is willing um, to give me the nitty gritty. You know, what may happen, what can happen, what we can do, what we can't do. Um, I'm all for that. I just want the contact. Um, I'm willing to talk through everything. Um, But they failed my dad. So in this one of, uh, this episode I'm talking about, um, we always have the phrase of knowing better when you know better, you do better. So, um, for those that do have your loved one in a facility and not necessarily for Alzheimer's, of course, that's what I'm speaking on, but I feel like this can be applicable to, um, any type of caregiver, um, with a loved one dealing with a facility where you're not directly in charge of their care every day. They live with you. Um, and you can have a handle on things. Um, I just have some, I kind of made a list about what I feel will be helpful. Uh, so if your loved one is in a facility, I'm not sure how things have changed. And I think, um, For the most part, I feel like facilities I'll talk about in Maryland are back to um, maybe somewhat of their quote unquote normal per se standards as far as allowing visits and all of those things. I'm sure it may it may be a number on it now and um, probably, of course, wearing your mask and things like that. But um, if they are if there are any um, facilities that are still doing a uh, virtual or allowing you to zoom call. Um, I think you should do that. If the camera is not working, I would ask that um, you would ask if they are actually present and you can just possibly talk with them so that you can hear um, hear their voice and know that they are there, you know? Um, and what I will say is document everything who you talk to on the phone what time the date um what was the conversation about uh all of those things the more details the better um and honestly if people are doing their jobs, they shouldn't have a reason um to be uh, annoyed by these simple things that you're doing um of course they won't know you won't have to tell them that you know you're writing down and your notes on your phone. Um, <clears throat> for me, that was just like an easy way that I could, you know, flag emails or put notes on my phone, talk to this person on this day, um, a screenshot, anything like that, um, just to have it really quickly that I could note, okay, I talked to this person on this day at this, this time and it was about their care plan. Um, for the care plan meetings, ask all of the questions. Um, usually in a care plan meeting, if you are at this stage with your loved one in a facility or not, care plan meetings. Um I forget the um the frequency and what they happen. Um I wanna say at least once a month um that we were able to have these care plan meetings and it pretty much would discuss um <clears throat> excuse me. Well for us it discussed his behavior um the current medications that he's on um and this was kind of it was detailed i guess um because we i was not able to see him during this time it was during covid um kind of like the height of covid so no one was allowed in the building um i did drive bys and they would kind of bring him out on the balcony but that was even still kind of like far and few i think they offered that like twice um And one time I sat in the parking lot for over an hour, um, waiting and he didn't come. Um, so again, that was the height of COVID. So, you know, things happened. Everybody was still learning, but, um, I wasn't seeing him at all. So the care plan pretty much talked about, okay, he gets these medications per day, um, He likes to walk around. That's his activity right now. He goes to the room when he gets there. Currently his roommate, he has a roommate, he doesn't have a roommate, Um, all of these things. What his behavior is, how he's changed, if they want to add or um, change a dosage of medication, uh, if they feel he needs more or less of something, if he's recently stopped um, taking something, if... uh, He was positive, of course, at that time they were, uh, you know, testing for COVID and things like that. So, if he tested positive, if he tested negative, those are things that we covered. Write those notes down because they are important, uh, because it should be something that's in his chart. Um, So, as you write it down and compare it with your notes, so that if something happened and you review his chart later, you can see and prove the inaccuracies that are in there. You can prove where they have changed and doctored. Uh, chart notes and have uh, flat out lied in the chart. You'll be able to do that when you have your detailed notes and that you can have that comparison for. Um, And of course, you're not planning for the worst, but just from experience, I want you to be prepared for the worst. I want you to be prepared that things are not as they seem and that everybody is not in the profession for the care and for being um, a good person for lack of better words, because, um, if they for sure are going to cover their behind, you need to make sure that you cover you and your loved ones so that you're protected and that you can hold them accountable. Um, so all of the things that you can think about, every question that you have, ask it during those care plan meetings. Um, again, if quote unquote, the camera is broken or it's not, uh, you're having technical difficulties, try it again. If you are able at this time to meet in person, meet in person and be sure that you know you ask the people who they are. Um it's usually a few people around the table. Um I know it was like the coordinator of the facility, um kind of like the the um a case manager, um, and I think maybe some staff from the floor. I don't remember all the people because again quote unquote, the camera wasn't working and they were kind of like on a conference call in a room and different people were talking. Um, But just make note of those things so you can say, okay, this person was present or this person was not present. Um, Make note of the meds when things have changed. So if they say, okay, this person is getting um, Benefiber every day in 12 ounces of water, and then on the chart you see within a week your you know your loved one is severely dehydrated so are they getting this benafiber every day or not so where's the lie where where where's the truth somewhere in between there it's somewhere where you can pinpoint this is this is not working out something's not happening somebody it's missing somewhere um um ask about you know, the diet or the eating habits, especially, um, in Alzheimer's, um, depending upon the age or how far the stage is, you know, they may get to a point where they forget to swallow and begin to choke. So have they switched to all pureed foods at this time, or are they still, you know, able to eat on their own and able to eat the things that they were eating before or does, you know, um, things have to be cut now, or um, is it strictly period, or are they still able to do some things like fruits and things like that? Um, take note of those things so that you can say, okay, well, when you see them again, and they've lost weight, okay, well, what's going on? You know, you can pay attention to that. Um, their eating habits, I did speak on that. Um, Their activities, so what are they doing now? My father was a walker. He wanted to walk he'll walk all day from his room and it kind of was like in the shape. It kind of was like a square, you know, he could walk during that time until COVID and they kind of began to block things off. Um, as well, how was that affecting them? If he, if my loved one now has two roommates and they were used to having none, how has that adjustment been for them? Um, you know, because part of, um Alzheimer's is that they they could get paranoia, so how are they feeling with having these new people now in the room with them? How has that worked out? um ask those things um, you know does um do they have anything new on their body and this of course this um well, I mean that's a question period if you know you're not there, but also if your um loved one is strictly. Bedridden, like if they're not able to walk and do things on their own right now, you know, how often are they changed? Do they have any new um, bed sores or any skin irritations or anything like that? Ask those things because if they're going in and turning them, you know, a part of somebody's job there is, I'm sure, to add that information and they should know. Um, even if, you know, not off the top of their head, it should be, I'm thinking somewhere in the chart or detail that, you know, we've been treating this. It's been here for this many days. This, these are things that they should know. Um, um, how is, uh, the bathing? How often is it happening? Um, it got to a point where, um, my, my dad would fight to, to do the shower thing. Um, except when it was one particular, um particular staff member there but I feel like she only worked on the weekends or something like that she kind of wasn't a every day I think she was more of like an agency worker um and she was the only one who could get in I could tell when I would go visit him if she had been there because he would look like he had been with us like he would be clean you know his his clothes would be fresh and they wouldn't look like they have been on him for three or four days and all of that like he would he would look like he had been bathed and cared for um so you know ask those things has has he been in the shower today? Has my loved one been bathed this week? um How often do you do it? Is it three times is it you know is it somebody going there every day um ask them you know what their policy is and and when is it happening um, if they are paranoid more or less so then um you know, and it may be a day. And again, this, we're not saying that it doesn't change, but asking the questions prompts them to say, okay, this this family is going to ask the questions, you know, and sad to say it may make them say, well, let's take care of this person a little better um, because we know this family is going to ask all the questions. Um, and even if they do get an annoyance out of it, they're going to make sure that, excuse me, that they're taken care of because they know it's somebody that's going to hold them accountable. And even if you ask all of these things, um, it's still a way to cover you and your loved one. So in the event, if later it comes up, which I'm finding out now that people have, um, lied and not been truthful and things are coming out, um, what I've always felt, but, uh, kind of being stuck in my grief, I couldn't deal with it in that moment. Um, but acknowledging that um, some people aren't trustworthy and shouldn't be in the position that they're in. Um, all of these things are helpful. Um, what's another thing? Oh, also, if they have a new fixation, um, for Alzheimer's, that is a common thing if they, they might be fixated on, you know, talking about a particular, <clears throat> excuse me, a particular, um, story in their life or something like that. And they consistently talk about that. Sometimes it comes you know, a few days or over the past week, or they're really fixated on this. Or, you know, if you've listened to any of the podcasts, my dad would be fixated on these pair of Stacey Adams dress shoes. Um, (laughs) And that was his thing. He wanted to walk around with them. If he went to the bathroom, he took the bag with him. Like that was it. But it's just important to know so that you can see how they're changing. You can acknowledge how they're changing. And if you're not, you know, Um, able to get over there every day if life happens for you and that's okay um you're not able to get there every day or you know three times a week if you're able to only go twice a week but you want to know what's happening in those in-between days um yeah that these are questions that you should ask and they should be able to answer for you um about the clothing, what, you know, what do they need more of? Um, and again, this will depend on the type of facility. Um, but my dad was in, uh, what varied from assisted livings, which was kind of like in a home. Um, he was also in kind of like a hospital setting for a while, which was more of like, um, behavioral study. Um, and then he was in, um, what was kind of like, um, uh, rehab slash long-term facility and then he went to um, a fully a, a long-term facility um, so of course everybody's um, policies and things differ um, but the care should not <laughs> the policies may differ from place to place of what they allow and all of those things but patient care should still be the top priority and that Shouldn't be a question, Um, but from living and learning some places you do have to question it and um, please ask the questions, ask all of the questions. Get familiar with the people that are in the building Um, from, you know, uh, the custodians that you may see and they may, you know, keep your love care, mm, your loved ones room a little clean. they may make sure they mop the floor um one place that my um dad was in he wanted to be in there with the door closed and they let him oh my gosh we went there one day it was horrid like it was really really bad but we had been there we talked to I went to find um uh my favorite custodian they came they mopped the air freshener in there, took the trash, all of those things um because I knew, oh, I can go find this person, I know they're gonna I'll watch how they clean, they clean like they care, they clean like this is their house, yep, and they they came and they cleaned it, um, but just make yourself aware of all the people that will be around if they're doing occupational therapy or speech therapy or anything while they're there, know who their therapists are you know, and talk about the progress. And some people may feel like, well, you know, they have Alzheimer's, what progress is it going to be. But they may get joy out of someone, you know, even asking them and making not making them feel like their job is just there to be there and just not really doing anything. Um, and your loved one may get a kick out of doing some of the things. Like I remember when my, my father really liked going to therapy and he would show off on the little... Um, the bicycle thing but you would do it with your arms like he would get carried away like he was lifting dead deadlifting some crazy amount of weights or something he would show off with this little I guess a hand bicycle um but he really got a kick out of that couldn't tell him he wasn't doing something major okay so you know and it and it's good to know. So then when you visit if you have those things and you're able to visit and you'll, you know, find something that they really like to do. Um but again, I say all of this just to share that these are my experiences. These are some of the things that I did do and um and not even thinking that uh the worst could happen. It was just me being me and I just keep receipts. I I have text messages in my phone from 2011. Um, That's, that's just me. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up March 28th of 2011 and say what you said to me. That's, that's just, (laughs) that's just who I am. But uh, some of these things were kind of in hindsight that I said, "Mm, I should have kept a little notebook about this part too. And I should have wrote down this person's name just so that I kind of had that they will be accountable for some things. Um, But the things that I do have, my plan is to make them be accountable for those things that I do Um, because it's not right. And I don't want this feeling to be on any other family. And what's sad is that I believe there were um, many before me. Um, this facility has been around for a long time and it, it's it's probably been horrible for a long time. Um, but I can't change what's before me. But if I can change what happens after me, I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. And that's my goal. Um, and honestly, I know that's my purpose. And a lot of things is to um, definitely take my situation And if I'm placed in a situation, I want to be who I needed in those moments. So for someone who may be where I was a few years ago and um, you have them in a facility because, you know, your family isn't at that space that they can still take care of their loved one. It's okay to be there. But um, in hindsight, these are some additional things and some additional safety measures um, per se that I would have done. And I want you to take heed and be able to do the same. Um, And in other efforts, if there's someone is listening, who um, is possibly a malpractice attorney, um, who has resources um, that leads to a malpractice attorney or anybody that wants to reach out to me, I am open to hearing those things. Uh, You can email me at at gmail.com. Um, If you follow me on social media, you are able to reach me there. Um, If you DM me, um, I'm able to receive your messages there. And I'm only on Instagram right now, and it's at The Caring Effect, um, all on Instagram. Again, um, I'm usually just here for you all. Well, in a way, I am here for myself as well, because as I always say that I am healing my heart while I'm caring for yours. Um, this part is still a very soft, somewhat new and sensitive part of my heart. Um, so I'm not going to fight any less because, um, it's still new. Um, I want to fight that much harder. So, um, as always, I'm your host, Tania Long. Again, if you have Any resources, anything um, that you think might help, shoot them my way. Um, This will be the last episode for 2022. We'll be back in January. Um, And I say we because I think I'm going to have some time to um, bring in some additional people and hopefully some resources spark from this episode alone. Um, And I have some updates for you guys. Um, That is my hope and my prayer that I will. Um, But until then, I'm healing my heart while caring for yours. I'm your host, Tania Long, and this is episode 12, The Caring Effect. Merry Christmas and have a happy, happy new year. See you in 2023. Peace.